0: Well, let me welcome you to Stevenson High Kirk here in North Ayrshire for our morning devotions. Well, as a young boy, I always remember being told to put my best clothes on for church on Sunday. Well, it is my prayer this morning that you would find all that you desire and look for to be found in Christ alone. And as you worship with us, that you would be dressed in his righteousness, resting in his unchanging grace. Well, as we worship together, the psalmist declares Oh, let's worship together! In our opening hymn, I cannot tell. I
1: cannot tell why he who angels worship should set. It Sim
0: We now unite our hearts in prayer so let's pray together heavenly father as we come boldly to your throne of grace our chief desire is to know you to experience your presence and to get such a glimpse of your glory and with such an encounter oh that we would experience a transformed life a holy life, a life reflecting the likeness of Christ. And so, Lord, forgive us. Teach us to pray as a child speaks to a loving Father. May we come with holy boldness in our time of need. O Lamb of God, help us this day to live in your grace and power as we seek to walk in meekness and humility. Oh, how we need that unction from above to know the sweet anointing of the Holy Spirit filling our hearts and minds and our homes, and clothing us with power and filling our tongues with praise and adoration. And so, Lord, as we offer you these our prayers, we ask that you would now unite our hearts in prayer together as we lift up our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, Daniel's now going to read to us from the word of God. Thanks, Daniel.
2: Today's reading is taken from the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 13, verses 1 to 8. Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are ill-treated as if yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is the word of God. To him be all the glory. Amen.
0: Well, often when we look back on the early church, we often look back with envy. We have this idea that they were all so passionate, full of faith and fire. We have this picture of a supernatural group of believers, fearless, brave and courageous. But you know, in reality, as we consider the letter to the Hebrews, we notice that this wasn't quite the reality It was a dark time in the early church's life. These early Christians possibly met there in first century house churches, and these churches were possibly mainly Jewish Christians, which is possibly why the letter is addressed to the Hebrews. They were disrespected and hated by Romans and Jews alike. Some were disowned by their families and regarded as dead. Many lost their jobs, many had lost their friends, and here they were in a small darkened room filled with fear, worry, anxiety, worried for the future. They were beginning, as we get a hint through this letter, they were beginning to drift from the word. They were also beginning to doubt the word, Many were even ignoring the word, despising it, ultimately defying the very word of God. So here, this small disheartened church, this remnant, can you picture them looking back on their yesterdays with such nostalgia? Oh, the golden years. They would then look at their todays their feelings of hopelessness and discouragement. They would feel that they were now in a rut, never to get out. They felt their to-days would be forever. What a miserable picture. No wonder they were disappointed, depressed, discouraged and were doubting and drifting. But notice that this picture they had of their future... Was without Christ. And this is Satan's great mischief. He always paints our future without Christ. That's how he brings us down. That's how he discourages hearts here this morning who are listening in. As you think of your future, as you think of what we've been going through, even with the pandemic, all the changes and all the tighter restrictions that are coming in again, sometimes we can just lose sight of our future, with Christ. And when Christ is not in the picture, there's despair. And so, as we consider this early church, this small group of believers, what do you say to them when they feel that their world has ended? What do you say to a a group of Christians, a small church, who feel that they're at the end of their tether? What message can you possibly bring? Well, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, one night in May of 1882, said this at the outset of his message. He said, I have nothing to do tonight but to preach Jesus Christ. Oh, I like that. Well, I believe he's got it right. Right. Remember what Luke said there as he writes in Acts chapter 5. They kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. There in Acts chapter 8 at verse 5, Luke captures again the heart of Philip as he went down to Samaria, which told he proclaimed the Christ there. And then again in chapter 8 at verse 35, after climbing into the Ethiopian's chariot, We're told he preached Jesus to him. Isn't that great? Paul also tells us. There in chapter 9 and verse 20 of Acts, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. That's Paul. Paul, we're told, resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Well, in His purpose in writing, I believe the Hebrew writer would echo the words of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, I have nothing to do this morning but to preach Jesus Christ. Yes, the Hebrew writer is definitely writing through the Holy Spirit's influence. This is God's word breathed out by the Spirit. And what does he say? Well, he's got a dual purpose in writing. He has a passion, first of all, to see Jesus exalted above all. That this small church, this disheartened church, would see Christ filling their vision. That they would see Christ at the centre of their picture of the future. But also, he's writing, secondly, to encourage this church to remain faithful or to be faithful. And so as his passion is contagious here, he tells us, yes, Jesus is exalted above all. He's far better than going back to your yesterdays. He's greater than the angels, than Moses, than Joshua. He's greater than any priest. He's greater than any sacrifice. Yes, go back to your yesterdays. Jesus is far better. Jesus is God's word. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our great high priest. He's our perfect sacrifice. Therefore, the Hebrew writer wants to encourage us, don't ignore him. Don't rebel against him. Don't reject him. Don't turn your back on him. Oh, be faithful. Remain steadfast. Live out a life of faith in Christ. And especially when you experience hardship and persecution, that's the letter to the Hebrews. When things are so changeable, especially as we consider all the changes that are happening at the moment, with all these changes, the Hebrew writer shouts, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Oh, hallelujah, and what a saviour. Well, as a young Christian, I remember memorising parts of the Shorter Catechism which declares God is a spirit, infinite, eternal and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness and truth. Yes, God is unchangeable. And here the Hebrew writer expresses this in Christ. He says, yes, Jesus is unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. In Psalm 90, in verse 2, we're reminded, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, we read again, For I am the Lord, I change not. And then in James, the letter of James, there in chapter 1, verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And again in Revelation chapter 1 of verse 8, I am O Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And so the Hebrew writer brings us to see the glory of the unchanging Christ. Yes, Jesus is greater than your yesterdays. As he opens up his letter here, Jesus, we're told, is far superior. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors in many different ways, but in the, in these last days, he has spoken to us in his Son. And this Son is the radiance of God's glory. He's the express image of God. Yes, he's the exact imprint of God's nature. Yes, Jesus is God in human flesh, and he outshines your yesterdays. Well, the Hebrew writer begins now to compare Jesus to, first of all, there in chapter 1 and 2, the angels. Jews believed that the the Torah, the law, was delivered to Moses by angels. And therefore he's saying, therefore you should listen to the very Son of God. Don't ignore him. He's greater than Moses. Moses who led God's people through the wilderness and built a tabernacle there. He's also greater than Joshua, who also took Israel into the Promised Land. Jesus is a greater than Moses, who leads his people into glory itself. He's greater than the priests. He's greater than Aaron, who represented Israel before God. And as he would make sacrifices so that the people could walk and enjoy the presence of God. Through sacrifices, Israel experienced the mercy, love and the forgiveness of God. But oh, look at Jesus, the Hebrew writer tells us. The priests were flawed. They they, they needed their sins forgiven. They needed to offer sacrifices for themselves. But Jesus will not be a priest like that. Oh no, he will not come in the line of Aaron. He will come in the line of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the king and priest of Salem in Abraham's day. And therefore the Hebrew writer is telling us, Oh Jesus is the ultimate priest and king. He's far superior to all these Levitical priests, so don't reject him. He's greater than the sacrifices. Jesus' death on the cross was far superior to the sacrifices of the tabernacle. Jesus died once and for all. No need for any more sacrifices. Jesus' sacrifice was sufficient. It is finished. Oh, through Christ's death on the cross, we've a better covenant made of better promises. His death on the cross offers such mercy and grace and forgiveness. What a salvation we have in Christ. And so the Hebrew writer encourages us, therefore don't turn your back on him. And so in this latter half of Hebrews, we're reminded of all the great men and women who lived by faith, although they experienced hardship and persecution. They were encouraged to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith. And so the Hebrew writer encourages us, although you experience hardship and persecution today, God will not abandon you. Oh, follow Jesus with all your heart and soul. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that lovely? What a wonderful word of encouragement. And so, just in closing, can I just remind you of Jesus yesterday, how he healed the sick, he gave sight to the blind, the deaf could hear, the lame would leap for joy, captives were set free, he touched The lives of those who were so unloved, uncared for. Those who were broken. Those who were regarded as outcasts. Sinners, lepers, prostitutes. Oh, remember Jesus, how he stretched his hand out to rich and poor, tax collectors, fishermen, children and mums. He raised the dead brought light, life and hope. That's our Jesus, our merciful, great, faithful and unchangeable High Priest. Jesus is the same yesterday, but what about today? Jesus is the same yesterday and today. He's the unchangeable High Priest. He's unchangeable in his compassion to the weary, Worn and sad. He's unchangeable in his tenderness towards you and me. Jesus is unchangeable in his love for sinners. He's unchangeable as our prophet, priest, and king. Jesus is unchangeable in his power, his promises, and in his person. He hasn't changed. Yesterday, today and forever, Jesus is the same. What a wonderful encouragement. Yes, Jesus is the same yesterday and therefore he's the same today. But he's also the same forever. Jesus will never stop loving you. Jesus will never stop showing mercy and forgiveness. Jesus will never, ever leave you or forsake you. Jesus will never abandon you. Jesus will never stop praying for you. Jesus will never stop caring and loving you. Oh, can you see your yesterday with Christ? How he was born for you How he lived for you, keeping the law perfectly. How he went to the cross for you. How he suffered and died for you. How he was buried, raised and was ascended for you. Oh, can you see you're today with Christ as you put your trust in him. As you seek to live for his glory. Can you see you're forever with Christ. Oh, to be with Christ which is far better, beholding his glory for ever and ever, O oh, enjoying the glories of the presence and the beauty of the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And so the Hebrew writer closes his letter, encouraging this small group of believers, that since Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and for ever, therefore follow him even through hardships and persecutions. Keep loving one another. Keep meeting and encouraging one another. Honour and encourage your leaders. Cause their ministry to be a joy. Be pure and holy. Be content. Be faithful. Be bold. Oh, today, will you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, you can trust him fully with all your yesterdays, todays and forevers. As you put your trust in Christ alone, oh may you experience such joy, mercy, forgiveness, grace and may the love of Jesus motivate you to live for his glory. Yes, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Well, I'm now going to invite Bethany, Daniel and David to lead us in our intercessory prayers.
2: Let us unite our hearts in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow in your wonderful loving presence, we stand amazed at your grace. For you know our sins, our failures and our weaknesses. You know everything about us. You know our thoughts before we even speak. You know us and you know what we face each day and are with us through the hours of the night. Guard us and keep us till the day is done and the darkness is no more. You have made us in your image and have knit us together in the womb. Guide us to the place where life is renewed and our shared life restored. You know the challenges of each moment in time and of all the days that lie before us, and give hope to all who despair, and comfort to those who grieve. Lord, you know all who through their work serve the common good, and who buy their gifts, renew hope in dark times. Keep safe the most vulnerable, and walk with those who are fearful this day. You're the beginning of all things endure the end of all things and jesus christ guard us and keep us till the day is done and the darkness is no more we offer these prayers and the quiet prayers of our own hearts in jesus precious name we pray amen
0: well let's worship together as we sing in that beautiful hymn my hope is built on nothing less And now let us go in the strength of the Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Be with us and remain with us now and always. Amen.